Hey, this is Frank Ortega, and you're listening to the Single Dads Podcast, a podcast for single dads by single dads. And on this podcast, we don't got the answers to everything, but we're going to encourage you, hopefully give you a different perspective, just encourage you to be the best dad that you can be, that you already are, and that you really want to be. And if you have not downloaded our Single Dads Podcast app, make sure you do so, so you can join the community and be a part of all the updates that we have. All right, you guys, let's jump into the show. <laughs> Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Single Dads Podcast, man. Today, um, we're going to talk about some good stuff. Hopefully, it's it's really helpful to you. Um, this this chat that we're going to be having today, man to man, and man to to woman, if you're listening, <laughs> is um, I really want to dive deep into the way that we talk to ourselves and self talk, and and why this affects us in a positive and a negative way, also. Um, just because I think it's, it's really, really important. Like, man, I know we go through so many tough things in life, right? And we hear that cliche saying where, you know, life is tough. Don't ask for it to get easier, ask to get stronger. But I think the only way that that works is if our self-talk, the way that we talk to ourselves gets stronger and it's better and healthier because how many times do you like, see yourself in a bad situation, right? And you're like, well, this is bad. There's no denying that this sucks. There's no denying that this is hard. But the more that you just focus on, I can't do this, or this is hard, this is just so hard, it just seems impossible to like break through the hard situation that inevitably you kind of have to get through anyways, yeah, and at the end of the day, it, it, it's, it really boils down to um, not just how you see yourself, but like self-awareness, um, you know, how confident are you, um, yeah. you know, self-doubt comes into play, mm-hmm. self-confidence, um, and anything that's really synonymous with that. Um, so it, it's something that can be changed. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, a lot of, a lot of you out there listen to podcasts to do just that, yeah. to change the way you're currently feeling yeah. and or viewing certain things. Yep. Um, we seek out podcasts, um, radio and television programs, um, to, to change the way we feel yeah. and to change the way uh, our, you know, our viewpoints to change our viewpoints on things. And ultimately we hope you're doing it, uh, to become better and to, uh, be a more positive, uh, role model for your children or kids, uh, or kid. And, um, at the end of the day, there are also things that we could do sometimes without knowing that, have a negative effect and have um, the exact opposite effect of uh, which is uh, of, you know when you're when you're not when when you're down your self awareness is a lot less than yeah. um, it should be. You make decisions like yeah. you know if you're you know uh, if if you're not aware of the fact that crap. Um, I drank every day this week or uh, I, I ate donuts for breakfast four times this week because I was in a rush or because I had my kids for 
all all morning or every morning I wanted to give my yeah. kids donuts and I also found myself eating them. Yeah. I mean, just to give you some examples yeah. of of the opposite of yeah. you know, it's like being unaware of doing it's just things. As bad. It's just exactly. Yeah. Well, because yeah, I like that because a lot of a lot of us I know for me and myself, um, there was moments. And there still are moments where I'm unaware of certain behaviors that are happening in my head. And whatever happens in my head inevitably shows up tangibly in my life. And what I noticed was that that simple fact that even just in like, even just in business, it's like, even if I've already conquered so much, but then I start getting in my own head and I'm like, dude, like, you just can't do it. Like, that's just too hard. That's too, too demanding. That's too, You're going to fail at it anyways. You're not going to do As soon as I entertain those things long enough, it makes me feel so disempowered that I don't move into action. And sometimes it's because I was unaware of those thoughts crippling me. That self-talk yeah, and self-thought. I, 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 I totally get that. And, and you can get into your own head because I've done this. It's like you get you get to a point and it's like, you know, you, you, whether it's because you've you've been struggling with a, uh, one or a couple of things for um, mm-hmm. a, a certain period of time, and then you start thinking of like where you are and where you were super motivated and knew you could get to yeah. a week ago, but because of whatever reasons mm-hmm. that kind of got you bogged down, or maybe yeah. you just haven't been um, doing the the things like. That, that keep your mind in that that high caliber positive um, thought process. Yeah. Uh, like working out every morning and yeah. eating well and doing the things that, you know, yes. you know keep, keep your mind uh, in that high caliber thought process. You know, that's that's when you look at things and you're like, shit, I can't <laughs> I don't I don't see myself like you know, making seven figures now. It's like, God, you know, it's like, yeah, you can really talk yourself down. Yeah. Uh, from, from, a I know I can do this level yeah. pretty damn quick if you're very not careful. Right. Yeah. And it's, it, it all comes down to identity. Um, Ed Milet, you guys have heard me talk about him a lot. Yeah. You've heard me talk a lot yeah, about yeah, yeah. him, but he has this great analogy, how we all have our thermostat and it's our identity. It's what we believe about ourselves. He was like, so if you're like a 78 degreer and Too you hot start for me, <laughs> in the <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> right, bro, I'm a 70 degreer in my house or, or like 68. That's beautiful for me. But, um, but he, until he, you get your bill, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Dude. Even then I'm like, I'll count the cost. That's, I will that's, count the that's cost one thing on I don't cheap on, man. I got to be comfortable. Exactly. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> With the AC, especially in Texas, man. No doubt. Um, but he, he talks about how like. If you're, say, a 70 degreer, and that means that you believe within yourself that I can only make a hundred thousand. Like that is it. But you dream about making a million, and for some like season in your life, you buy into the idea that I can make a million. So you break past that 100 k threshold, right? He was like, if you break past it long enough, but your thermostat hasn't yet shifted to 90 degrees, if you get to 90 degrees, but you're still 70 degree, you'll find a way to literally bring it back down and yeah. even it out. Yep. And that's literally just our belief system. It's our identity. It's the way that we talk to ourselves, right? It's like you start getting some breakthrough in your life and you're like, no, this is this is too good to be true. Like, oh, I got lucky. 
right? Instead of being like, no, you know what? I took the time and invested the time and took the right absolutes, that 2 plus 2 equals 4 that we talked about in another episode, where it's like I took the right absolute actions to get me here, and if I continue to do those things, I can get to the next level. And I, and this is just who I am now. And you know what plays the biggest role in having in your mindset and and be you know getting up to 90 degrees one getting up there to maintaining it mm-hmm. is who you surround yourself with yes exactly and and it's you know you can surround yourself with Ed Milet on YouTube uh, for only so much mm-hmm. um, positivity right yeah you can get it from him and yeah. Um, you know, some of your other people that you've, uh, yeah. uh, what's the one big guy, uh, Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins and the you know, rock, you, you know, you can, and the you, rock. you can get so <laughs> much motivation from, um, certain, um, you know, people or figures uh, or characters or whatever. Um, but you can't, you, you can't fail when you are constantly surrounding yourself with, other po- people that are pushing yeah. you and yes. and um, in some form or fashion holding you accountable, yeah, and you know complimenting you and yeah. and pushing you when you're down and saying, "Hey, yeah. talk to me. Let's talk about this." And yes, making you realize that hey, you're just having a moment, yep. And let's identify why you're having that moment, yep, and fix it yes so you can get back to where you were and moving you know in an in a progressive manner how you should be and it has everything to do with who you surround yourself with yes that's huge yeah that that's that is so monumental and here's where i want to drop the the topic for today who do you spend the most time with yourself wherever you go there you are I mean, you go to the toilet, there you are. You and your own self-talk, you and your own self-thought, the thoughts that you think about, the 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 way that you speak to yourself, every single situation, even when a buddy is encouraging you, whose voice is dominating that conversation? Your own voice in your head is, this dude's full of it, he doesn't know everything I'm going through, he doesn't know how bad I've messed up. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. And we can really quickly like toss out any good seed that people are trying to invest if we do not take control of our own self self talk, you're absolutely right. And you know, like if if you're a, um, a, a like an influencer on social media, mm-hmm. and you know, inevitably you're going to have haters. Yes. So, I even, wish you could see some of the messages and comments I get. I, I do, <laughs> and I'm not even that big of an influencer. No, but uh, uh, enough so mu- enough so where you get quite a few. Um, people that you know ring in yep. and yes i've seen some some uh, some very negative comments i've i'm far the furthest thing from an influencer and i've gotten negative comments yeah um you know here and there about uh maybe like a reel that you made <laughs> you but, said it no exactly no, <laughs> i just I, created it i know uh i'm just messing with you but uh but my point is is like for influencers you know like i don't care if you have uh, uh, 1.5 million followers mm-hmm. and uh, the majority of the people mm-hmm. are, you know, giving you props and saying thank you and thank you, you're amazing, you know, it only takes um, 
a very small percentage of people to bring you down. And not all uh, influencers are are able to, uh, I mean, over time, it has an effect on on them. Yeah. And uh, the reason I bring that up is because there's there's a guy that I follow um, on – on social media and he actually like he's he, he's got almost two million followers and mm. he uh he l- recently switched gears from what he talked about on the regular to a completely different uh like career and moved into something else and one of the reasons was um self like self-admission that the negativity he was oh, getting wow was like he's like i don't i mean think about it. when you have mm-hmm. two million followers on you or subscribers on youtube yeah you're getting paid dude yeah right and this guy like he even said like i had to pay 10 million dollars in taxes last year so the dude makes yeah. money right but it wasn't about that for him it was yeah. about the fact that like he was he like realized that he was getting beat down mm. so when he was by himself yeah, he was he was letting the that that negativity, even though Just it was a small percentage, grow. It was it was getting to him yeah. to the point where he realized, I need to switch gears. Yeah, smart guy. Yeah, very smart guy. Yeah, that 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 that's a tough one because. There's a, there's this example that Tony Wait, Robbins and just if anyone's wondering who it is, it's a, it's a guy named uh, his his uh, uh, name or his whatever shows Meet Kevin. Meet Kevin. Yeah, Meet Kevin. Super brilliant guy yeah. who talks about everything from he just moved into like solely real estate and yeah, um, but he 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 talked about everything from uh, from politics to cryptocurrencies to you just name covered it. it all. And uh, uh, and the guy's absolutely brilliant. I I mean yeah. one of the few people that um, I feel. Uh, you know, just he's always got like a positive, you know, mojo. And um, uh, even though I'm not into real estate by any stretch, uh, <sighs> I still I still listen to what he has to say. Yeah. Just because you just bought into him. Well, I like to him. him. He, he's a likable yeah. dude. Yeah. And he never, uh, you know, he, he's just um, and he's he also collaborates with some uh, other friends of mine that uh, um, called Dumb Money. And uh, anyway. I'll shut up about that. <laughs> no, but what I love about that, bro, is it ties into this example that um, Tony Robbins used. That I think it was Jim Rohn. Is that how you say his name, Jim Rohn? Oh, if you're you're, ta- I think you're talking about not Jim Rohn, the sports. No, 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 the the motivational speaker from like the old one. He's passed away now. Jim R O H N. Okay, no, his no, name. That, yeah, that's a different. I was thinking of Jim Rohn, the 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 sports figure who oh, I knows no everything in the world about sports and so on, and he's very much alive. Yeah. <laughs> so this this dude told Tony Robbins, he was like, "Hey, if you have a cup of coffee and your enemy walks by it and pours sugar in it, it was like, what's that do?" He was like, ah, "It just makes my coffee sweet." He was like, "Okay, now say somebody that you love walks by and they drop one drop." Of, I think it's called strychnine, something like that. It's like some poison. Okay, that works. Yeah. Rat and, poison. <laughs> yeah, right? He was like, and they do that, what's going to happen? He was like, well, I would I would die. He was like, so it doesn't matter if it, if your enemies drop 100 pounds of sugar, but your family drops one drop. 
one drop of poison. He was like, essentially what he's saying is guard your coffee so that nobody drops poison into it, which is your mind. Don't let anyone drop poison into it. Now, the way that I like to see this, right, is because we cannot walk around to every single room, especially when it's like, you know, certain family or whatever, where it's like, oh, I'm not going to bring my coffee in here because then you'll never be in any room because humans are humans. And eventually somebody's going to say something out of their own self-talk that's going to impact, could potentially impact you negatively. So it's like you can walk in there, but you guard your coffee, see who's walking by it. Right. And I love that example because it's kind of like what happened with Kevin, unfortunately. I wish I could talk to him because I'd be like, bro, you should not switch gears just because of them because there's plenty of other well, people that, that love Well, that wasn't you. the reason. It oh, was okay. just I think it was one of many, and, oh, okay. and he's still doing fantastic. Yeah, better so. than <laughs> most of anyone. I, I just remember it was it was one of the reasons. One of the factors. He, anyway, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so um, so the way, the way that I, I like to think about it now is like, cancel culture right now is existing for that exact reason i do not like how you're communicating what you're communicating so i'm going to shut you off that's really the root of cancel culture is the way that you're talking is bothering me and because i'm so triggered and i don't know i don't have the mental capacity to process it i don't have the emotional intelligence to not allow that poison into my coffee even though you're trying to pour it in i want to cancel you and we see this so much in our lives, bro, where people are like, just cut off. If they don't serve you, cut them off. But what we don't realize is that sugar isn't the only thing that serves us. If you go to somebody and they just, man, you got this. You did. One of the most transformational conversations that I had was with one of my buddies who literally told me outside of his office. He was like, bro, your problem is that you don't stick to one thing. If you would just focus, you would make more money than anybody that I know. He said that to me. That's not sugar. <laughs> I, I I have very much said that to you. Yeah. And it's like that's not that's not sugar. <laughs> that doesn't that didn't make me feel like, oh man, thank you so much for that. No, that's sparring. Like if you're in the gym, that is me and my boy are gonna beat the crap out of each other to prepare us for the fight, to get us ready in preparation for it. It is a hit. It is iron sharpening iron as the Bible talks about it. And so if you're only going to surround yourself with people that sweet talk you, then good good luck. You're going to feel great, but then you're also going to be down in a rut, and then it's just going to be like, okay, now I feel good in a rut. If it's if it if it's uh, if it's brought to you or or presented to you in a constructive way, yeah, uh, aka constructive criticism, mm-hmm. um, or just. Uh, Hey man, you're doing this really well, but you could do it 10x yeah. better. Yeah. If you just tweak to this and yeah. tweak to that. I love what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And you're doing like you're so charismatic, you're so fantastic at this. And yeah, you can do this and this and this, but you got to prioritize yeah. what's best for you right now. Yeah. Like today and put yourself in a in a position by doing one thing really, really well. So in a few years or in a couple of years or whenever you get to that point of comfortability yeah. and you're there financially and you have more time, you got to think macro. Yeah. Then these other things that you also want to do can be a part. They'll be there. They'll be there yeah. waiting. But yeah. But 
And if it's if it was said to you like that, as opposed to, bro, you just <laughs> you're never gonna freaking make it because you're always bouncing around everywhere. I mean, yeah. focus on something or don't. You yeah. know, if it said like which yeah. which one which person are you gonna listen to? Yeah. You well, know? I'll be honest. I listen. I listen to both. Or be more. Which because, one's gonna be more effective? I should say. Yeah. I, I listen to both, and I think most men are, like, wired this way. That's why you're like, don't be an effing loser. Well, see, Get this most, thing going. Mo- most, I'd like to think that most people are wired that way. Yeah. But most people won't listen to that you when you come across a certain way unless they, unless you, unless they already have great respect for you. Yeah. Right? Which is, which is where yeah. those things are allowed, depending yeah. on the relationship. It's like I wouldn't well, say to somebody I just met. Bro, you don't know what the hell you're doing. You're gonna da, 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 da. no. You got to build relationship to be able to do that. So there's mutual respect, well, like, and then you can well, give like, that advice. I think I think a good example is like like you know I don't listen to Gary V as as much as I once did. In fact, I don't listen to him that much anymore at all. But um, doesn't say I don't like what he's about. He's mm-hmm. funny and he tells it how it is. But my point is is like. You know, he'll get on stage and he talks to young people all the time and yeah. he tells them how it is. Mm-hmm. And it's not the, and, it's, and he doesn't, it's not sugar. He doesn't deliver it in a way that's like, oh, well, you really need, you know, he's like, get the fuck off your ass and <laughs> yeah. fucking do it. Yeah. Because, dude, you're, you're, you're not like uh, the Kardashians that can, you know, get online and, and, and the reason you have 200 followers is because you're not doing shit because you're, you mm-hmm. expect until you can get on and get 5 million followers, then you can't do anything, which is yeah. bullshit. You know, he'll yeah. tell it like that. Yeah. And you know, people will listen to him because they respect him because yeah. of his success. Yeah. But if, I came along and spoke to somebody like that. Yeah. They probably wouldn't take my advice. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they wanted what you have in that exactly. area. In that specific area. Right. Um, and that that's why like that's why I think self talk and managing that is so important because whenever I talk to myself like, Come on, bro, what the hell are you doing? I know it's coming out of a place of love. And so it pushes me forward. So when I hear somebody say, Come on, bro, what the hell are you doing? I think they're challenging me. They're not trying to hurt me, right? But but I've trained myself to that. Like and and you know, at, I'll be honest. Like at some point, I was I was very mentally weak. Where if somebody said that, I'd be like, bro, like what I, the heck, I, man? I, I recall. Like it's just like I remember dude. that, Frank. No, I do. I really do. <laughs> really? When? I don't think uh, I was ever like that with you. Yeah. When I'm when I when I uh, very when I am first hired you. Yeah, but but I never took anything bad. I was just like, I don't, I don't agree with this because of this. But I want to fix this. Yeah, you don't. And I was you open d- to it. You, you, but you like you wouldn't listen. And then it, I remember a point where you came back and you said, "You know what? I realized I wasn't listening because of pride, my pride, and I didn't want to do the steps that you were giving me." Because I didn't want to be told no. And it was a pride thing. Yeah. And that was a turning point for you as yeah. a salesperson. Yeah. And I, I was like, this is huge, yeah. Frank. Because oh, yeah. you were able to identify yeah. on your own. Well, you know, because I I can't come to you and say, dude, it's your pride. 
Yeah. Because that's just not how you teach people. Yeah. I was just giving you steps that I knew you needed to do, which yeah. was qualify. Yeah. And that's why, I, you know, put those five steps and I'm like, ask each one of these questions and yeah. then shut up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then when you started doing that, you started getting yeah. to the point where you could ask for the business confidently. Yeah. yeah. And that pride thing didn't matter as much. Yeah, exactly. So, but, but I anyway. knew, but I knew you were coaching me. That's what I'm saying. It would it would have been as if you spoke to me and I was like, Scott hates me. He's trying to hurt me. He's just offending me. And then you're just making all these excuses when my excuse was, I don't want to be told no. But I knew that you were coaching me and I was open to it. Right. And so for a lot for a lot of us, I feel like we get into that place where it's like, dude, you just feel like everyone's trying to like hurt you when they're actually there's time for hugs and there's time for hits. And sometimes it, like you need to be hugged and sometimes you need to be smacked. Yeah. That's just life, dude. That's why if you if you don't if you don't smack yourself into shape, life will do it for you. <laughs> That's what I was just literally just about to say. Like the way I motivate myself is mm-hmm. I'm very very hard on myself. Yeah, like like overly yeah. hard. And I've some people that know me really well have have even told me that. Mm-hmm. But that's just the way that. Yeah. Like if I'm if I'm not, who's going to be? Yeah. Because. There's nobody, yeah. not one person in this world that is as hard on me as I am on myself. And th- that's how it should be. And that's where I want to like, I, I almost, I almost th- wish there were. <laughs> I really do. Well, hire a coach, bro. <laughs> They'll be hard on you. Trust me. Yeah, I've, I've so. had plenty of coaches. Um, but at the end of the day, like that's where I kind of want to draw some sort of line and like really speak into because I want to talk about this thing called leverage and we all have it and we all use it, but do we use it to our advantage? For example, there could be a time where if you mess up as a dad and you're just constantly hard on yourself, you, you push yourself to disempowerment to where you're like, I just can't freaking do it anymore because you've been so hard on yourself where I think it is, is there has to be this beautiful melody, this beautiful rhythm of like, I'm hard on myself, but I reward my intentions. I'm hard on myself, but I reward my intentions. Because if we base our worth off of our results, then guess what? You're always going to have to achieve and achieve and achieve to feel worthy. But if you base it off of intentions, then whenever you face that failure and somebody tells you, see, I told you you couldn't do it, then you're like, no, but I knew that I gave my all to that and I know what I learned from it so I take it as a W now you're not seeing your L's as failures now you're seeing them as opportunities but if you're just like see I didn't do it I can't do it and constantly then it's a little bit and I think talking hard to yourself is different than talking negatively to yourself which can be really really like that can be a turning point for a lot of people like you calling yourself like I'm a failure. No, I'm an be, idiot. I can't do it. That's not hard on yourself. Is 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 more so like, like pushing myself. Like, yeah. Like I, like I think of myself as someone who is not doing nearly what they're capable of doing, mm-hmm. and for that. I get down on myself, or I get onto myself. Like, yeah, all right, dude, you're being a complete loser. You're being a hypocrite. Yeah, you're not practicing what you preach. Show up in this area, and bro. Yeah. If 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 I'm gonna get on a microphone and on a podcast and say this is what people should do, 
and here I am not doing it myself, mm-hmm. and then what am I doing? Yeah. And, you know, so I'll think of things like that. Like, yeah, and, exactly. And, you know, if, if I'm going to tell my son, hey, you, this, this is what you need to do, and I don't do it myself. Yeah. Then what I am feel, I doing? I feel fake. Yeah. And I don't like feeling fake. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, like right now I'm, uh, I haven't brought, even brought this up to you because it's very fresh information and I'm actually struggling with, uh, how I'm going to deal with it. Um, and this might be helpful. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. But, um, so last night I went into my son's room and he, he, he replied to me in a very odd sort of thing. I, I think maybe he was like taking a nap and he woke up because I asked him a question and he was like, uh, what his answer was like, because it's, uh, not, uh, it's pop popular now. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about, son? Yeah. And I'm like, are you, are you, are you getting high? Are you smoking yeah. pot? Are you and, riding the white pony, son? <laughs> literally. And, and he's like, he's like, uh, no, I have. I'm like, eh, you have, huh? When? Because mm-hmm. I haven't asked him that in a while. Yeah. And I thought, well, when you do, he'd, he'd come to me and tell me. Yeah. And he's, I was like, well, how often? He's like, I've done it three times. And I go, when? He's yeah. like, with my cousin, all with his different, like two, 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 allegedly two times with one cousin and another time with another. And then the timelines kind of don't really add up to uh, uh, that make me feel that he's been dishonest with me in the interim. And uh, so I just kind of at that moment in time, uh, I, I said, are you vaping? And mm-hmm. he's like, no. And looked at me with a very confident no. It's kind of like, all right, I just told you I'm doing this so he'll believe he'll he'll believe me that you know yeah I don't know if that's what his thought process but um or he's just scared <laughs> like every teenager uh I how I left it was I was like um son you're as as of uh Friday your report card said you have straight A's that better not fucking change yeah and uh, that's yeah. exactly how I re- addressed it too and uh, he's like, it won't. And I said, and while I appreciate you telling me uh, what you told me, um, we're due for a talk. So mm-hmm. know that that's coming. Yeah. And he's like, okay. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's kind of where I am with things right now. And yeah. to be honest, I don't know how I'm going to handle it. Yeah. Because I, I, you know, I've talked about it on the show many times, and you know this. Yeah. I've always told my son if – you are honest with me, then uh, you will not get in trouble. Yeah. But you, the second you're dishonest with me, then we have problems. Yeah. And uh, so I think I'm, to be honest, um, the fact that he did pot three times, uh, allegedly, which probably means 10, 12, <laughs> um, uh, at some point, whether he's done it, three times his timelines didn't add up and there's some dishonesty there. So I got to dig that out first Mm -hmm. and address that. And then we can address the other. Yeah. But you know, it was inevitable. It was going to happen. Yeah. Um, but, um, 
Yeah, I guess the fact that he even told me and That's you know, the fact that I didn't react like a monster, yeah. um, you know, I, I, I kind of wanted to like kind of let it fizzle and yeah. let him know that I'm not going to come after him like some crazy man and yeah. and not do what I promised. Like, hey, if you be honest yeah. with me. Uh, so I'm going to give him a chance to be honest with me. Yeah. First and foremost. I which I mean, he kind of he kind of already was for all we know. Well, um, you know, I, I, he's not stupid. He's not a stupid <laughs> kid, and and I, you know, I know just from experience, you uh, you always kind of uh, sugarcoat. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'll tell my dad uh, I did this. Yeah. But <laughs> really, I did this. You know, it's yeah. like. Um, but he may be very well telling you. Uh, tell him yeah. the truth, and I, we'll I, find I out. hope to God he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I will get back to uh, uh, you all listeners about that. With an update. <laughs> or all you listeners about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. That's, that's that going to be an interesting off topic, one. But uh, it was just fresh. Then it came to my mind. Yeah. I figured I'd share it. Yeah. Because I know there's a lot of people out there that are uh, parents out there that have teenage kids and uh, are potentially dealing with um you know that that phase of that season of their lives where um you know drugs and alcohol uh come into play and it's not a fun one but yeah. it is inevitable and um not not all kids are going to uh do it but um they're certainly going to be uh exposed and you know you need to be ready when yeah. they are so i'll keep everyone updated as to how uh how it um pans out pans out in the fisher household and uh yeah we'll go from there <laughs> sounds good bro looking forward to hearing that i mean that's really cool though that he even opened up semi like that to you that speaks volumes um but go, going back to the to like the self-talk thing why i think it's so important man is because at the end of the day your your mind is your home so do you want to do you want a nice home or do you want a chaotic home uh and that it's really up to us. Really up to us. What, what happens about, with what that? What about when it's under construction, like your home? <laughs> I think it's always it's under always construction. Under construction. Yeah, I, knew I, th- say that. I think it's always under construction. <laughs> um, but I think there's rooms that we can finish, <laughs> that we can go visit more often. Well, we we, we always want to be adding on, right? Yeah. Exactly. You don't want just a 3,000-square-foot home. Eventually, yeah, you might no. want a 5,000. We always want to be upgrading or yeah. updating yeah. one of the two exactly. or all the above. And maintenance, right? Yeah. But it's like, I mean, at the end of the day, look, if you're believing that you're failing as a dad, how is that helping you? Um, more well, than if you likely, believe you're failing as a dad, first and foremost, you got to identify why you think you're failing and mm-hmm. is it out of your control? Yeah, uh, as to why you think you're failing, because there yeah. are reasons like if you're not allowed to see your son because of something that was you're falsely accused of or something like that. Yeah. Um, then that's something different. And it's something that you got to exactly. work through. And, you know, you need to have a healthy mind and uh, attitude to work through that. Yeah. If you're failing as a dad, because, um, you know, uh you're coming in drunk um, and uh, going out to bars the yeah. the days that you have him or her or them, um, then, yeah, you are failing, and yeah. you need to make some changes. But 
Um, but sitting there, that's what I'm saying. Like, but sitting there kicking your own tail will do nothing for you. Like, if you just keep telling yourself that I'm a failure as a dad, guess what? You're <laughs> setting your degree. You're setting your temperature at 70 degrees. That's kind of like, what I was. I meant by like, yeah. if you're it, maybe you're you're um, down on yourself, and that's why you're going out to a bar or something. Ex- you know? It creates more of it. But yeah, and that's yeah. the whole the whole point. I guess we're trying to make here is you know, don't make it worse by self self loathing. Um, make it better by having self awareness and creating uh, whatever it is your situation calls for to mm-hmm. be a more positive situation. Yeah, exactly. Like, what voice is going to get you through that? And this is kind of how I like to think about it now. Is would I would I talk to my five year old self that way? Would I talk to my when I have a son, my five year old son that way? Would I talk to my daughter that way? Like. And if I wouldn't want to talk to them that way, then I'm not going to talk to myself that way because I challenge my little girl. I challenge her, but I don't speak negatively towards her, right? Like I don't tell her, dude, you keep messing up on this, you this, you that. Like I don't do that. I challenge her because everybody – Incentivize her to – Well, I mean not even incentivize. I incentivize her by like the reward of, dude, you're growing as a person. But more than anything, the incentive is like – the way that I speak to her is I, I like to speak towards her identity, not not towards her action. Because if I if I correct the action but the identity stays the same, that action will replicate itself differently. But if I can speak to the identity, then if the, we begin to make, like chisel that, then the action will automatically begin to fix it. It's like a tree. If the roots are healthy, the branches are healthy and it gives fruit. But if you're just trying to adjust the branches – but you never get to the root, then you're just constantly cutting branches off over and over and over again, right? And so within ourselves, like, that's really that's really it. Like, are you talking to yourself in a way that's empowering you, that's leading you to a result that you want? Or are you talking to yourself in a way that you feel like you're doing something about it because you're being hard on yourself, not even hard on yourself because you're just being, like, down-talking yourself, and it's really not doing anything for you? And then at the end of the day, what kind of people are you going to tolerate because you talk to yourself that way? Because if you're if you're tolerating negative speech in here, you will naturally tolerate it out here. That's why so many of my family members, bro, like they've got friends, but they just like they just shit on each other all the time. All the time. How so? Like literally like just, "Oh, dude, well you this and this and that and you this and that." You see what I'm saying? Like just always, which there's is there a place like, for that? Hate like if one does well, they kind of hate on him for doing yeah, well type thing. But they're joking. To, you yeah, see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I know exactly. So like I was in a conversation not that long ago where this was happening, and I was like, "This is interesting." That one of them actually said it was like a family, and he said that's the way that we talk to each other. That's who we are. They were saying it to another sibling, and I was like. Why, though? In my head. I am not say anything because I'm like, this is y'all's dynamic, and you guys aren't prepared for what, for what I'm about to say. But I'm like, why, though? I don't accept that. <laughs> I just don't, dude. If somebody starts talking to me like that and they're joking around, I'm like, okay, I see where you're at. I don't tolerate that type of speech in my circle. That's why I hang out with you. That's why I hang out with Jonathan. That's why I hang out with Brandon. That's why I hang out with my jiu-jitsu coach. That's why I hang out with these people that they just don't talk that way. But I think the way it started to change 
was whenever I started to change the way I talked to myself because I didn't tolerate it no more from me. I did not tolerate it from me anymore. And then that made it extend out to like what's tangible, my circle, even with my with my family, bro, like my dad. There's been times where I have to be like, dude, like, I just don't want to hear that. When it comes down to like the baby mama too, like my ex. Well, yeah, it's like, Mike, we're not going to talk about her that way. I'm sorry. Like I just it, don't tolerate it for me, so I'm not going to tolerate it for her either. Like, I got like a, being around a it. buddy whose who's, um, uh, wife is like, like hating, like said to him, like, uh, <clears throat> doesn't that piss you off that so-and-so's doing well and um, they're, you know, doing well because of, because of what you did, but they're not like, you know, it's like. What does that do? What does that do? Yeah, exactly. And it's like. It's poison in your coffee. Yeah. I'm married <laughs> to poison, dog. Literally. It's just like, dude, no, I'm not okay with that. I'm, yeah, I'm not okay with that. Like, I'm not okay with that whatsoever. But I mean, you, you can't people, be. Do you, you know anyone that is, has, has like family members or, or, or. I just, I just gave two examples, me <laughs> and my cousins that literally, that's just how they are. Um, my, my family would talk like that, especially about my ex. And I started addressing it, not in a rude way, because you don't have to be a douche. But I was just like, hey, look, like, we're not going to talk about her that way. We have our disagreements, but at the end of the day, like, we don't oh, have talk, to continue ta- okay. talking about I misunderstood that you. You talked about your, your ex in front of. Um, no. Just, just general, Even behind her. Even behind her, bro. That's just something that, no, like. No, not in front of her. I was talking about in front of your daughter. Even with my daughter's not there. Because that's oh. that's a standard I want to set. Like, you've probably noticed even when me and you talk about her and I start getting yeah. frustrated <clears throat> and then I bring no, myself you, back. You don't ever you don't ever talk like negatively. Um or, yeah. or like um no. I can't even think of a story. Yeah, well it's because I'm like, I don't want I don't want that. I, I um I was teaching that's, this in a That's awesome because it's it, if you do it eventually it's going to come out in yeah. front of your daughter yeah. in some form or fashion. Well, and even if I don't, think about this, bro. Even if it doesn't come out in front of my daughter, but I do it, and then I hear that she's doing it, it would be hypocrisy of me to get pissed. Well, exactly. So, so it's like, that's what I'm saying. Well, it's, it's just it's just a solid practice to not yeah. be, to talk negatively. Because what good, what good does it do? Nothing. Does it make you feel better? No. Does Maybe, it, I mean, like, it, dude, it, 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 it made a vent to somebody about one instant for mm-hmm. five seconds. Gosh, I can't believe when she does stuff like that and then move on or something. I mean, that's just it's, human nature. Yeah, it's different. But it's, it is a night and day from what we're trying to get at, which is, mm-hmm. you know, just being a negative person in general and talking shit about, you know, it, it does, it just, it, makes you practice having a negative mindset about yeah. uh, people in general, and, and that's unhealthy. Yeah, literally. So I think this is where we can start to begin to change our thermostat. Where if, if I want to be a 90-degreer, i got to talk to myself as a 90-degreer. Yep. I can't talk to myself as a 70-degreer. It's not going to happen. My self-talk, my self-thought has to develop, and if it doesn't, then I cannot develop. I will literally block my own blessings. And I think this... This goes into like parenting, man. Like if you feel like you're like you got that parent guilt, right? Because man, I just I wasn't that present or 
they didn't open up to me in this way. And maybe like I did something to cause that. And, but then you're only being difficult, like negative towards yourself. Then you can never, ever step into the next dimension of like parenting in that area, unless you give yourself the freedom to do that. Like, no, and that's, that's a good point. A really good point. And because you, you have to, it's almost like, Tra- it's like life training. You're training for that yeah. next season, yeah, or next phase. Not only in your life as a parent, but obviously for your yeah. child or children's um, next season, next yeah. phase in their life. And you have to grow kind of mentally with them, yeah. As you know, as they change, and you know, there's um, uh, I can think of it right off the top of my head, like. Uh, Travis, who's in our uh, support group. Um, I haven't seen him in a few weeks, but that's probably more so my fault than his. Um, but, uh, um, Bro, um, uh, but keep, th- but, keep, but, keep but, on that thought and keep talking to them. I got to pee really quick. All right. <laughs> so uh, tra- <laughs> anyway, I was going to say Travis is, uh, is a great guy. Always has lots of good things to say in the support group, but he has four kids and, uh, you know, props to him for, you know, keeping up with all the different seasons and changes that they have <laughs> on top of all the uh, things going on in, in his life personally. And, uh, you know, there's there's uh, there's a lot of really good people in the support group. And, uh, by the way, since I'm talking about it, we will be having it tonight. Um Hopefully, this we push this episode live today, so this makes sense. But uh, <laughs> oftentimes, I'll do this, and Frank will push it live, like on Tuesday or Wednesday. So if this goes live tonight on Monday, uh, today is Monday, the nineteenth, and uh, we will be having our support group tonight. I will send out an email. I will send out a push notification for all of the all of you who have the app downloaded and a profile created. But anyway, I just wanted to make that point um, because having four kids is, uh, and, and uh, you know, there's there's a couple other guys that have uh, uh, three kids, but a lot of us have uh, one and two. And um, it's just, you know, it's it's so difficult just, just to raise one. So um, Travis came to mind. Um, when, uh, I hope he doesn't mind me mentioning his name, but, um, I'm giving props to him because it's just, you know, so hard just to have one and to be on, on, on his own and and dealing with four and the different seasons that, um, he has to keep up with along with, you know, his full-time job and, uh, you know, having, uh, you know, youngsters up to, up to the teenage years. Um, so he's dealing with it all, but, um, and I also just just said, uh, hopefully, uh, as I said, we're going to have a support group tonight. And I was like, if Frank pushes it live, but uh, <laughs> oftentimes I'll say that, and then he'll push it live like Tuesday, <laughs> so it doesn't make sense. So. Stop jinxing it, bro. <laughs> well, yeah, if you don't push it live, then I'll get an email out. But uh, I'll push it live at any rate. Um, I, I like to give people props when when uh, when credit is due, and it's always nice too because there's a lot of really good guys in in the support group. And I even thought about it last uh, podcast. Um, I mentioned it, but I didn't um, cordially thank 
uh, Trevor for like stepping up and um, uh, hosting on his own Zoom account um, the support group for uh, the handful of guys that showed up. And thank you, Trevor, for doing that. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and I apologize to those of you who didn't get the uh, TPS report, <laughs> if you've seen the office, uh, <laughs> who didn't get the uh, the note because I didn't send one out. Um, so <laughs> that's my fault. So, But thank you, Travis, and I apologize to the rest of you, uh, like James Purvis. I know um, I already apologized to you, but I apologize again. All right, moving on. Um, uh that was a really good episode, man. We covered a yeah. lot, and um, ultimately, the point is, is like, you know, take note, take notice of uh, of yourself, right? Yeah, literally, take note of of identify, man, where um, where you've noticed, dude. I, I'm telling you, if if there's an area in my life, this is what I've noticed that I am not satisfied with. If I look to it, it is because of how I'm talking to myself about that situation. And it always comes down to identity. Like, if you say, if you mess up, I think it's very, very healthy to be like, dang, bro, I messed up. But I think it's not healthy to say, I'm a mess up. When when you make the situation your identity, whether it's good or bad, then I think right there is where we're shooting ourselves in the foot. Because now it's all about the results. So if you get a bad result, must be a bad person. If you get a good result, must be a good person. But if we channel it all to, like, intention, that's why last episode I hit so big on that because it's been something that I've been huge on recently that if you can identify your intention and be like, dude, my intention was this and almost grade yourself based off of that. My intention wasn't to use anyone. My intention wasn't to hurt anyone. This was not my intention. Then you can begin. But you have to be honest with yourself. Like, do not bullshit yourself because then it doesn't work. It does not work. This is why the Bible says the truth will set you free. And yes, that does talk about Jesus, but I think it talks about being honest with yourself. Like, okay, whenever you made that one mistake, were your intentions genuinely for a good reason? Or if we're being honest, is that an area in your life that I'm like, dang, man, I really need to work on this. Like, I really need to make some adjustments on this. This is really like a bad habit that is hurting a lot of people and my intentions are not pure when I do this, and then it's not like, see, I'm just a messed up human. No, now it's like, at least you became aware of it. Now, how do we need to make an adjustment? What kind of person do I want to be in that area? And then yeah. do your best just and to show up for that. That's 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 the biggest point I think um, I want to make with this episode, and that's kind of how, how we started, is, is ultimately self-awareness mm-hmm. and being aware of any like negativity that you may not notice that's that's kind of coming out or uh, and when i say negativity like you know thinking of yourself in a negative light as um, less than yeah as less than and it's one thing to make a mistake as frank said it's like i messed up but i'm not a mess up yeah and I think that's a really good way to put it. And Bro, I want to end with this. Completely Bro, different. Okay. <laughs> completely different. It's on the same topic, kind of. <laughs> kind of. But um, completely different. I feel like we've never done this on the show. I feel like most people never do this for themselves. I know I struggle with it. Uh, and me and you are very similar, so maybe you struggle with it as well. 
Um, maybe not. you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> what is what is one thing, bro, that you can look at yourself and just be like, "Dang, man, I'm actually really proud of myself for this." What is one thing? Being honest. You, yeah. Yep. I like that. For, I like that. First thing that came to mind, and 100% know for a fact, yeah, that I am an honest person. Yeah. I look you in the eye, and I will tell you how I feel. If you ask me a question, mm-hmm. I will not lie to you. Yeah, that's really good. How how often do you um, celebrate that about yourself, bro? Pretty. Pretty often? Yeah. That's what's up. That's really good. And it's it's also one of the, ironically, it's one of the biggest things that I instill in my son. Yeah. So that there's something there, right? There's yeah. something to be said there. Yeah. Like, the one thing, how do, how would you answer that? For me, man, I've been thinking about this a lot because uh, I had a buddy who was telling me that I, I need to, like, sit down and just kind of, like, celebrate my accomplishments, right? And I was like, ah, but I'm on this whole intention thing, <laughs> not based off of results, but intention, right? And what I think I started noticing that I'm actually very, very proud of myself is that even though I fail— And even though I mess up, I'm on a constant pursuit towards, like, being sanctified, like, set apart, like, quote-unquote, holy. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've, I've been developing a hunger for that. And I can feel it because even whenever I'm doing something that's not right or not okay or goes against that, like, even when I'm doing something like that, there is an inner conflict that's happening which shows me I'm not just accepting this anymore. Now there's something in me that's saying no. Like there's resistance, there's pushback. And so I'm really proud of myself for that because I think that's going to, if, if, I, if I keep feeding it and keep making it like grow, then I think that's going to put me in a very good place later on in life, right? Uh, I think it puts me in a very good place now, just consciously, like in my own head where I'm like, damn, dude, like, you have come a long way. You used to do that, and you were just, like, didn't feel anything for it. And now you feel everything for it. (laughs) Now it's like you don't want to do that. It used to be a, oh, I enjoy doing this, and now it's a, I don't want to do that. I still do it because I'm trying to master my habits and my patterns, but the desire for it has, like, changed to where now it's not desire, it's disgust after it's done. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. And the thing is, like, one thing um, I I told you, I am very hard on myself. Yeah. And when when I say that, it means that um, there was a a season in my life, and I would say it was probably um, when I was your age and probably from my late 20s to my – till I was probably mid-30s. Mm-hmm. Um, was where I, where I had, uh, an ego and I thought that I was, um, you know, I, I'm, you know, I made this much money. I drive this kind of car and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. You know, I, you know, I go to, uh, I know everyone at this, all these clubs and, you know, I'm connected and uh, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like all the things that don't matter in life. Yeah. That 
I I prioritized and mm-hmm. made them like the things that mattered in life. Yeah, and you know, in hindsight, I was like, uh, it makes me like gives me the like, ugh, ugh. <laughs> like yuck, and like I <laughs> I don't uh, I don't ever want to be in that mindset again because I I, I literally like you know. You know, owning a nightclub was was like you know, just I, I, I literally owned a nightclub just to say I owned a nightclub. Sadly, <laughs> and, I mean, and that's, that's pretty dope, though. That's, that's pretty dope. That's that's that, that's <laughs> but how surface level. Was. Like, that's surface level well, dope. <laughs> I'm spending three thousand dollars a week in at the nightclub. Might as well invest in it. You know, it's like yeah. I was. I mean, such it's a, not a bad was, investment. I was such a loser, dude. <laughs> It, but but see, yeah, you're 30 too, so you you, think that, you can think that way. But, but I did say on the surface level, that's dope. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll agree to disagree. But anyway, that, my point is, is like uh, having having left that 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 Scott Fisher behind. Yeah, um, feels pretty damn good, man. I'm not gonna lie. Mm. And um, I, I now it's like. Nothing I do is um, do I consider to be uh, like a, 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 a success. Like there's not a financial uh, goal that will allow me to um, feel like mm, I've made it because, yeah. um, you know, I've been there. And it's like. Get, getting wealthy is one thing. Maintaining it is another, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's it, it, it's like uh, when you've done um, a lot, but now it's making sure my son doesn't grow up and 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 kind of uh, misprioritize things in life. That's kind of what I, yeah. my focus is now, as opposed to. Uh, all the shit I was doing when he was too young to know what I was doing. Yeah. And, but, you know, uh, so, and that's also why it feels good to know that I'm, uh, I'm, if you're in my life, I'm 100% honest with you. Yeah. I'm loyal to you. I'm generous with you. Yeah. And uh, it feels good to have, you know, people, I, I don't have a ton of people in my life because, yeah. um, I I I expect back what I give. Mm-hmm. I, like I don't, you know, if if you ask me for a thousand dollars, I give it to you. Mm-hmm. But I don't expect you to give me a thousand dollars if I ask for you. I'm not saying that. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I'm saying if I have it and you ask for it, you it, it's yours, yeah. right? And I don't expect that back. But that's just who I am and and how I am with yeah. the people that I allow in my life, which is a small circle. Yeah. And uh it you know, you got to be a really uh, interesting, good, positive person uh to be in my life. Yeah. Otherwise, I have no room for you. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, it's like running a company. It's like um is a good example that I use for um my clients whenever they're about to start hitting the dating scene. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, imagine that you have a company and you are looking to hire a very important position, which a potential partner is probably the most important position that you're ever going to hire in your life, right? But so are the people you associate with. It's like there needs to be some sort of qualifications. Like 
like there are requirements. If you apply for this job, you have to meet certain credentials to even get an interview. And then after that, you got to get another interview. And then after that, depending on how important the position is, there's another interview. But for some reason, we just let people walk into our life with no interview. Right. And with no like requirements so, on there. Very, very good point. <laughs> and and th- the funny thing is, I don't. <laughs> it, I, I, I just don't. why you experience life on your terms, bro. <laughs> I do. I yeah. Mean, I, 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 I will give props for where, 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 when and where they're due and to whom they're due, where credit is due. It, it, it will be given just based on, you know, um, even if we're not friends, just mm-hmm. events that I know about you. Yeah. Um, or that you uh, share with me or a group that I'm in or whatever, yeah. or our support group, yeah. for example. Um, so, you know, it's like, uh, uh, but if you're, if you're a lazy bum, um, <laughs> I'm not going to compliment you. Yeah. Even when you do one little thing that's kind of good, but you're 99% a bum, I have a hard time complimenting you, even if you do one good thing. <laughs> Bro, that may be bad. It really, I, I may, I may, I may need to change my mindset on that because that's that's kind of not cool. But uh, or is it? I don't know. But I mean, you never really thought about it until you said it out loud, anyways. So that's true. Yeah, it's like, hey, um, bro. One thing that I I know that I started feeling really bad about, um, like towards myself, and I started like really talking down on myself for, was I started thinking that I wasn't fun. And what? here's why. Here's the exactly right. You're one of just, the most charismatic <laughs> motherfuckers I know, dude. <laughs> bro. In fact, I, I just I just said that when I was talking to Mary on the phone earlier. <laughs> I was just like. He's one of the most char- charismatic people. Like he, he, he makes the show fun. Like I'm a, I'm the boring old guy that nobody Whatever, even cares dude. about on the show. <laughs> Literally, ever, dude. No, for real. <laughs> but dude, this is why I felt that way, man. It was because I used to be, quote unquote, fun because of the friend circle that I was in. And then what I realized was, you know what became fun to me? As lame as this might sound to some people, but to me, it's not lame. Reading became fun. Building things became fun. Like like a business, serving yeah, people. That that like, that is fun. My defi- exactly. My definition of fun shifted, but I hadn't grieved that side of me yet. I was still trying to hold on to it and be like, wait, but what about that guy? Right? And I'm like, no, like I am like when me and you hang out, I think we have fun. But most people would probably be like, Man, this is boring. What am I doing here? Or they'd be like, dang, dude, these dudes do well, nothing dep- but think about dreams and vision well, and how they can on build. If they listen to our conversations. And if we're out drinking or if we're sitting in a, a room downstairs having coffee, it's always fun. Yeah. But, you know, like sadly, I used to think um, fun was getting used. Like I used to drive downtown to my, my downtown apartment where I had, you know, partied <laughs> on the weekends. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, spend money stocking my liquor cabinet so everyone could come over and drink it all. You know, and it's like, <laughs> like that's not fucking fun. That's just getting used. Yeah. But but, but I'm like, open your, you know, it took, it's like open your eyes, and that's why I say when I look back to that phase of my life, I'm just like, icky. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it's like that's not fun. It's like, oh, I just, all, all I'm doing is getting used by people who yeah. don't give two shits about me. Yeah. And that's fun. 
Come on, dude. Exactly. Exa- right. Bro, but that's something that I would, like, beat myself up with, bro. I was like, dude, like, you used to be oh, this I, fun guy, I, this I, and I, that. I like, beat the shit out of myself for that. And, and then it, like, started affecting, like, almost like my dating world, bro, because I was like, what do I like to do that's fun? And I was like, man. Like I'll- in bed or? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's universally fun, right? So I, I've never left that side of the fun. But um, for me, it was, it was like, bro, you know what I think is fun? I think what's fun is like talking about what we talk about. Talking about, man, you know, Ed Milet dropped a book on the power of one more, the power in that. Talking about, for me, you know, honestly, jujitsu is kind of like my guilty pleasure, too. Like, these different things. And then talking about, like, these, um like, murder um, mystery stuff. But, like, what drove them to do that? Not just, like, talking about it, but I want to know about the but, person. Yeah, just like you said, like, building. It's like, yeah. like getting a step closer to want, getting my business off the ground that I've yeah. been working on for over a fucking year. Yeah. You what know? takes like, a business from A to B, and then what takes it from B to C, and then how does that person operate? How do they balance, quote-unquote, or counterbalance? Or how do they just li- – like, to me, that's pretty fun, dude. Um, and I think once I finally stopped talking to myself that way and I was like, dude, you know what? Like I am fun. It just looks different. That's when I allowed myself to actually have fun <laughs> like this, this type of fun. It's like, you know what? I can't wait for Monday because Scott's going to walk in and we're literally going to talk for an hour, hour and a half about business stuff that to me is fun. Yeah. <laughs> for me too. <laughs> It's, it is fun, and it's not even our business. It's his business, and then it's my business, and then it's oh, this other business venture that somebody else is doing and how that's interesting, and it's just fun. Shark Tank is fun. We, we, t- we, t- <laughs> we talk about success yeah. and, 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 and milestones and, um, hey, this one guy did this. But it's about somebody being. We don't talk about yeah. people that fail. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, hey man, listen to this one this loser I really heard about. It. Yeah, you know, it's like we 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 talk about things that build each other up, and that it's feel good conversation. Yeah, right. At least for us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And even when things aren't going like the way that they're supposed to be going, and either one of our businesses, it's like we'll talk about those quote unquote failures, but then. Two weeks later, we're talking about the lesson that was learned through it, and then it's like, thank God. <laughs> well, it's also like, like uh, you know, with with a support group, um, a lot of people don't like want to sh- like many times they don't want to show up because they're feeling down or they had a bad day or they've mm-hmm. been working blah blah blah, you know, two jobs, and it's like every single time we're about to you know uh, hang up, which is usually. Uh, an hour to shit, sometimes two hour, an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. But everybody, at some point, you know, got in the conversation, got some, got you know, some positive reinforcement, got some, some in- positive input, and everybody always says, "I feel better than yeah. when when I when I showed up, and I almost didn't show up." It's like the gym. No, literally. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens at Emotional like every gym. Monday night, and it's cool, you know. And whether if it, whether it's five of us or or twelve yeah. of us, it, it, it's the same thing. So, um, yeah. If you haven't, so if yeah, you haven't uh, yeah. ever been, stop by Monday nights, nine o'clock Central Standard Time. So yeah, to exclamation point everything. This was fun. This was fun. <laughs> I hope I hope 
you guys enjoy it because it's been going for a long time. Yeah, and that, and like an hour let, and even let Frank minutes. go to the bathroom. <laughs> and that was fun. <laughs> so, if that's if that's if that's not proof that this shit's organic, yeah, and authentic, I don't know how. Yeah. I don't know how bro. <laughs> and to me, these episodes, the one hour. 45 minute plus episodes to me those are the most fun like we tried doing something a little different for you guys yeah, we tried to do 20, some... 20 minute power episodes but, but it was it, just too bullet point man it was too uh just like it wasn't us yeah exactly but hey we tried it we ran a smoke test I, I think we got some messages about you guys also saying how like man i missed those long episodes and so we might just be going back to the. Uh, we, we're going back to those. We, we didn't. We didn't decide to. We just did. Yeah. If that says just anything, right? L- literally. Literally. We just did. Literally. It was. We were in the middle of an episode, and then Scott was like reminding me that our time no, is coming you're close. Like we'll just make it two episodes, and, and then, then I was like, and then you just screw it. And you just threw it on. You didn't even edit it out. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. We don't spend a ton of time on editing because. We don't have time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's more fun that way. <laughs> but yeah, man, hopefully you guys enjoyed this sporadic episode that just kind of went everywhere. Hopefully you got some <laughs> gems about the power of self-talk and how we can begin to kind of address those things, change them. Hopefully you guys are looking for an update from the Fisher household on this new situation that has <laughs> came up. Uh, and hopefully if you feel bad because you think you're boring now, you recognize, man, I'm not boring because I'm into self-help. This is just fun to me and you give yourself the freedom to kind of change your circle around man i think that's okay and that's healthy anything else scott well if you push this live i'll see you guys tonight at nine (laughs) (laughs) o'clock if you don't uh ignore it on thursday (laughs) it's about to go live guys it'll be live (laughs) awesome guys thanks for tuning in y'all have a blessed day